0: And welcome to another Ask Zach. I hope y'all are doing well. Uh, Today, we're going to talk about uh, you know four tips to really kind of up your game as far as soloing. So, uh, yeah, just some some things that I've learned through the years from all the being around all sorts of crazy people and all the interviews and such that I've done, and just from personal experience. So, first, a little short pause for the cause. If you've been enjoying the show, uh, please go down and subscribe. If you've been watching the show for a while and you'd like to support it, go to AskZack.com and at the store we've got t-shirts and mugs and caps and all sorts of things. So I really appreciate that. That keeps the the show going. All right. So here are four tips. First, um, first tip is to get a looper. Uh, You know, I... uh, you know, the, the looper I have is just this MXR clone looper. And I guess it's supposed to be like a clone trooper or something. Anyway, uh, I don't have any kind of MXR endorsement and they didn't give me that or anything. That's just one that I picked up, used, um, got it from a coworker at True Tone and I had been using a Ditto looper, the little mini one that just had a single foot switch and a single knob. And I just found that hard to use. And this one, uh, you know, has two foot switches and a single knob, and it's still simple and easy to use. But yet, it's a little more intuitive, and uh, having the uh, the two foot switches helps. Um, as far as using them, there's a little bit of a learning curve, and learning how to start it and stop it to where it will loop correctly and keep sounding like a real piece of music instead of it. You know, because if you if your time is not solid, and if you're you know, speeding up or slowing down a, mu- a bunch, it will not, uh, match well. So this is another excuse for you to get out your metronome and, uh, work through that. So, yeah. So number one is get a looper. Okay. Number two, and also just kind of a little aside, I recommend that what you play be something simple. Uh, and, and that way it's just, you know, not something crazy busy going on. Um, you know, so I just did like a, a kind of a, a little walking bass line that I played on the on the telly and, uh, and just put that on there, you know, just a 1-4-5 thing. Uh, yeah, and don't use a lot of effects on there either. Uh, you can put effects on your guitar when you're soloing over the top of it. I think that just works better and sounds better instead of having a bunch of delay and other stuff going on all the time. Uh, the next would be to sing. So number two is sing, and what I mean by that is while you have your looper going uh, with a you know some type of rhythm changes of some kind that you're working on, and again, it's such an easy easy tool because you can put any pattern that you're having trouble with, and you can just lay down the changes you know the rhythm changes on your guitar. And then you can start working on things. And one of the best ways is to sing over those changes. You know, just kind of scat or hum or grunt or what, whatever you think. And I was trying to think back where I first heard this from. And I believe it was... Uh, somebody told me that when uh, Dan Huff was uh, producing Rascal Flats. Uh, of course, Dan Huff's an amazing session guitar player and record producer. That's produced all, all sorts of acts, and so most of the time, he's just using session guys. But because Rascal, the Rascal Flats guys were, uh, you know, also musicians, they would be utilized on on the sessions also. And so Joe Don Rooney, who's a guitar player in the band, uh, well, as part of the the actual you know owning members of the band. He, uh, you know, he would also get to play on the records and he would play most, you know, I think all or most of the guitar solos. So, of course, he's got Tom Bukovac and you've got Dan Huff as a producer. And uh, so Dan Huff's kind of input to Joe Don Rooney when it came time to play solos on the Rascal Flats tunes was sing it first. So I believe they would send him the tracks and he could go home and kind of think through some stuff and kind of sing along with it. And then he would work up a guitar part and then they could put it on top of there. And that's great. You know, because what you sing is going to be more melodic and make more sense than what you might just play. Because so, so many times when we're playing guitar, there's so much muscle memory that's involved because that's a lot of guitar playing is, is you know, you learn these patterns and you learn these things and they're fine, but you need to break out of those. And to make your guitar playing interesting, you need to play melodies, you know, little mini melodies. Uh, not that you have to play the melody of the song itself, but even, you know, your guitar solo or guitar parts should seem like, counter melodies and points of interest. Um, you know, when you get down to it, that's our job as musicians and guitar players is to keep the listener interested. And so if you just keep playing kind of the same thing throughout a song, it's pretty darn boring. I think, and I, I do a whole other video, and I probably will at some point on critical listening. And when you're listening to great albums, start listening to how... Things change from the intro to the verse, to the chorus, to the bridge. All these things are done to keep the listener's interest going. So I was, you know, I was in the car with my wife, you know, the other night coming back from a friend's house. And uh, the Tom Petty tune, Wildflowers, came on. And I was just listening to the masterful way that Rick Rubin and... Tom and the Heartbreakers, um, you know, kind of arranged that album and, and, but especially the title track, just for an example is, you know, the way that song starts off with acoustic guitar and kind of, you know, snare drum with brushes. And, uh, and then I love it about halfway through the song, this triangle part comes in and it just really lifts the song up. There's all these little things throughout the song that keep it interesting. Okay. So I'll get back to my main point. Sing your part. So whatever you sing is going to be more interesting than what just happens to fall underneath your fingers. And you you may be able to impress the kids that, you know, with that, with doing, you know, some fast licks and things like that. But if you sing a part, it will just be more interesting. Okay. So number one, loop, get a looper. Number two, start singing parts. Number three is start thinking about rhythmic and melodic, you know, motifs. So in that little opening piece that I played uh, with, with the looper going, uh, there were a number of things that I did uh, to kind of, that had kind of a melodic motif. You know, you had this And so you had a, uh, you know, it kind of, it, you know, it was played over the one chord and the four chord and, you know, and and by what I was playing, you could tell I was playing the four chord. And uh, that's another thing about your playing is even if there's not chords behind it, you should be able to tell what chord you're playing by the notes you're choosing. You know, it, it should sound appropriate, you know, like over what that, the changes, you know, the one, four, five, I could have just played E minor pentatonic the whole time. And that would have been okay. But then when I, if you just, if you would have taken away the backing track, you couldn't have heard, you wouldn't have known what chord I was playing over necessarily. While if I'm spelling out chord tones and, and have some kind of melody going, you know, like this is a melodic motif that, That's, that's one thing. And then I kind of kept it going over the, over the four chord. And then it came back to the one chord. I did it again. And then I gave the listener something else to hear when I played, uh, over the, over the five chord. That's when I, you know, or maybe I did, but those things keep it, uh, interesting. And so there's like, there's some melody and, and kind of connective tissue and uh that that's important to have you know to keep the the listener interested if it's just just a bunch of notes you're going to wear people out but when there's a melody to it and someone can walk away from when you soloed and they start going that's good yeah and it doesn't matter if you're playing a swing tune or what what you're playing but you need to have something that people will remember hopefully they can hum it um so yeah, so you've got melodic motifs and then also there's rhythmic motifs. So here's an example of, of a rhythmic motif. Uh. Okay, so there I had and so that, uh, even though I wasn't repeating you know, the exact same you know, melody over and over again, I mean there was some repetition there but still it was the rhythmic thing and so you know you might want to do that over the one chord and then you do something else over the four chord you know you don't want to just wear that out but um yeah that's a a big part of keeping things interesting is having motifs don't wear them out but just have those things that you come back to and another thing you can do is just play, you know, something at an at an octave or play something up a third, yeah.
1: Yeah, you know,
0: that's an example of me playing the same thing and just going going up, you know, from playing it in the you know, uh Yeah, you know, there are, you know, it was the same fingering, but I you know, I took it up a you know, I guess that's a minor third and, uh, you know, and played that and that that's interesting or you can play that's
1: interesting, you know,
0: because there's there's a melody there, there's a motif. So uh, yeah, those those are good. Um, So the fourth one is limit yourself. And, uh, and what that means is not Not like in the negative sense, but limit yourself as, you know, I think back to, uh, I did an interview with Red Volkart uh, last year. And he was talking about playing the Don Kelly band, where he was the only soloist. And, you know, you'd be playing, you know, a four-hour night, and every single intro, outro, solo, and multiple solos during every song, they're all you. And you've got to find some way to keep it interesting. So he would think he would limit himself when he was playing a solo. So let's say he did the first one kind of like himself, like, you know, the way Red Volkart would play a solo. Well, the next time he might say, well, I'm going to go to the neck pickup or both pickups and I'm going to try to play like Chet Atkins. Or I'm going to go to the back pickup and instead of playing like me, I'm going to play like James Burton. Or I'm gonna play Don Rich or Pete Anderson, or let's say you're playing blues, and let's say I'm gonna play this solo like Albert King, and the next solo I'm gonna play like early BB King, where I'm not gonna do a vibrato. You know, a, a lot of people aren't aware that uh, you know BB King's early guitar style was much more akin to T Bone Walker, and uh, he didn't have that vibrato that he was known for in his you know, later career or mid, mid career. Um, you know. but, uh, yeah, those limiting that can, you know, make things interesting for yourself and the audience because you're giving them something different instead of just the same thing over and over again. I'm going to throw out a fifth just, um, cause it kind of came to mind and that's, uh, during the intro piece, I played, uh, a little snippet that I stole from Tom Bukovac. And I think like like a lot of you guys, you know, I watch the, the Tom Bukovac show and, uh, sometimes it's more, you know, for what he says and what he's playing. Cause a lot of times he plays with, with drive and is, and is doing music that I appreciate, but doesn't really, uh, apply well to, to what I do, but I still get something from every single episode that I watch. Well, last week he did this lick, uh, And that was it. Well, number five is be a guitar tinkerer. So steal stuff from everybody, but then make it your own. Figure out ways to, to do something different with it. So he showed that one little lick. Well, okay, figure out how to play it over the four chord too. So, I mean, so then you've got. and then I, And then I added. So I did this. And then for the four chord. And so be a guitar tinkerer. That's number five is take things, you know, steal things from others. I mean, that's, you know, that's what, you know, That's why Tom's doing those videos. And that's why everyone, that's why I'm doing these videos. It's like, take anything and everything that I'm doing, steal it, take it, you know, and do something new with it. Take it and and make a variation of it, you know, because I didn't just, you know, get up and play. No, let's, let's do something with it. So. Number five, be a guitar tinkerer. Take all sorts of licks that you've learned from heroes and things that you've made, even things you've made up yourself and find ways to tinker with them and rearrange them. I think back to, uh, I think that's always been something that I've, I've tried to do in my first, uh, well, my uh, the, guitar, the head of the guitar department at Belmont University, John Pell. That's what he called me. He called me a guitar tinkerer. And I don't know if that was meant as kind of a, a rub or a, or a compliment, uh, but he's right. I am a guitar tinkerer. So every little thing that I, that I learn, I try to take it and manipulate it and see how many different ways I can use it and make it you know, part of myself. Because I've never been really good at just mimicking what other people did. So, all right. Well, there you have it for today. Uh, I hope you've enjoyed it. I hope you will, uh, you know, pick up a, a looper and start practicing. I hope you will start, uh, singing along with the looper, start figuring out what you've sung. You know, I hope you will start thinking about either rhythmic or melodic motifs to make your solos, you know, more interesting. I hope you will, you know, limit yourself in different ways and maybe try to play a solo like, uh, you know, favorite guitar player, and then do another one like a, a different one. Or maybe you limit yourself by using a different pickup or a different sound or something like that. And be a guitar tinkerer. You know, mess around, take apart, rearrange, and, uh, you know, make it your own. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for watching. I hope you all have a great week. Bye-bye. Mm-hmm.